Welcome to the podcast, Everyday People, Extraordinary Lives, where we dive into not only extraordinary lives, but the behind the scenes motivation that keeps people going. Greetings, everyone. This is Carrie Styles, your host on Everyday People, Extraordinary Lives. Today, we are fortunate to have on Aaron Spradlin. Aaron, as we have talked and as I have Googled you, which we know is all reliable information, you are doing so many things, all good things, all good things well. Uh, give us an overview and then we'll get into t- today's topic, please. Thank you. All right. Well, I would just start with the most recent of, of things and then we can talk a little bit about that former role, but I have I had been for the last year and a half, I was the chairman of the board of the Faith and Freedom Coalition of Tennessee, as well as the founder of the Mission America Foundation, which is my foundation. Okay. And uh, Mission America Foundation is twofold. It is a, an organization that fights domestic child trafficking and human wow. trafficking with veterans. And the reason that's twofold is because we decided that we're tired of our brothers and sisters taking their own lives. And a lot of that has to do with PTSD, of course, but right. more importantly, it has to do with lack of purpose and lack of mission. Okay. Once you leave your service, you have all these skills and you have all these desires to do good in the world and it's taken away from you and you come out here into the great big world and it's nothing like it was before. And so by taking them, giving them purpose, giving them mission and in putting that mission, uh, towards what I believe is the greatest scourge of the earth, which is child and human trafficking. Exactly. It really is a fulfillment to uh, their souls. And it gives them that purpose and mission, and it makes them get up in the morning and drive on. Wow. So that's that's where we are. The Faith and Freedom Coalition is the policy side of anti-trafficking, which, uh, serving as a chair, uh, we worked a lot in the last three, two, well, one and a half sessions because of the special session. And now we're in this session here that uh, the General Assembly just started last month. And we're running 12 bills uh, in, since our existence. We've been 42 and 0 at the state legislature. We had, um, we had bills that we were for that passed, and we have bills that we were against that failed. And we had the special session during you know the middle of the year here where uh about the the highest profile bill that came out of that session was our bill on anti-trafficking with tbi Tennessee bureau of investigation doing an annual report in order to provide data so that you can create new legislation from that data and currently we have 12 bills on the slate for this session and as i said i had just stepped down as the chairman of the board of the faith and freedom uh just last week and uh, we made it official last night at our event here in Cool Springs uh, because I'm just too overwhelmed with Mission America. Right. And uh, it ran its course. We did real good work. I'll still consult and advise and do testimonies if needed in committee meetings. Uh, but uh, it's time to get focused on the street. And that's okay. where we, we spend most of our time. Okay. Just to, for me and maybe others, would you please describe human trafficking? What exactly is human trafficking? Well, we will go to it by the letter. Okay. At least we're going to pretend to. Um, 
according to uh, what they say uh, at Homeland Security and um, the T or the FBI and the TBI, it's defined by the U.S. government as the recruitment, harboring, transportation, provision, obtaining, patronizing, soliciting, or advertising of a person for a commercial sex act in which a commercial sex act is induced by force, fraud, or coercion, or in which the person induced to perform such an act has not attained the age of 18. Of course, that's the child part of it. Right. That is the official verbiage. It's being forced to have sex um, by all different means. And that's whether you are a 9-year-old or you are a 19-year-old or a 30-year-old or a 40-year-old. You're being forced against your will to do it, and you're being trafficked because they use the word traffic because you're not usually in one spot. Okay. okay. So they move you uh, in order to get the, I guess, the most money for your worth, as horrible as that sounds. Oh, my goodness. But, you know, we've had girls that we've tracked that have started in Nashville that we've found in New York. We found in Florida. We found in Atlanta. We found in Texas. But they started in Nashville. Wow. And so that circuit moves them around. Memphis, definitely. Um, and uh, some as far as L.A. So they, they take them to places where they're more lucrative. Because the, the bad guys look at this as um, a stable. It's their livestock. Oh, my goodness. And that's how they treat it. Wow. And so trafficking, of course, it happens all over the world. When I first got into the fight in 2016, uh, 1.2 million children were trafficked around the world. Now we're at 10 million. Oh, my goodness. We have 2 million being trafficked in the United States. When I started the fight in my backyard, um, 76 out of 95 counties reported trafficking under the age of 13 in the state of Tennessee. And now we're 95 out of 95 counties um, here in Tennessee. And it's like that all over the country. It, it, it's not in the cities by itself, per se. It's, it's in the rural com communities. It's in the mountains of East Tennessee. It's in the South. It's in the West. It's everywhere here. And it's right under your nose, which is the reason that I, am, I founded the Mission America Foundation. So I'll give you a little brief. In 2016, God gave me a vision that I was supposed to go save his people. And I didn't know what that meant. But after uh, a little nudging, in a very short amount of time, I figured it out. And I started working international with another major entity that's out there in the world fighting this on the global scale. And uh, we were doing rescues in South America, Central America, Ukraine. And uh, I was studying statistics in uh, the Dominican one afternoon when I had some downtime, just killing time trying to look at the numbers in the world. And... I looked at the United States and I'm like, well, why do I have to go to Peru when I can go to Brentwood? Right. It's, it's here. And America is the number one, um, the number one consumer of it all over the world. Americans. And, uh, that's, Say that again, that's a please. Say the American, that Americans. Americans are the number one consumer in the world of commercial sex. So these and are not mostly underage. These are not the what we call the bad guys that are overseas and wherever. It's, it's right here in our backyard. This is uh, prominent members of society. Oh, my goodness. There's, there's no limit to what kind of demographic does this. 
2016, in May of 2016, the largest bust in the state of Tennessee happened in East Tennessee. 32 people were arrested for a child trafficking ring, and the head of the uh, trafficking ring was the youth pastor of the church. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's that's where, you know, sometimes fictional movies right. or even docu-series, documentaries, uh, Sound of Freedom was very very good description of how this happens in other parts of the world, but it didn't talk about America. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's another documentary coming out Mel Gibson's going to do that has to do with Romania and uh, Moldova and Ukraine. Still doesn't talk about America. Right. When I go to a South American country, I don't even have to look for the bad guy. They come to me because they think I'm a rich white guy from America, and that's all I'm there to do. That's so how pro- prevalent it is. They're pro- approaching you. Mm-hmm. Wow. 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 Um, but before we got started, you, you have shocked me in so many ways. Uh, you talked about the big game, which is the Super Bowl, Uh, Mm -hmm. And I'll just let you share the not so good news on that. Well, the super, the Super Bowl is the number one day in America for, for child trafficking, underage sex, human trafficking. What happens is a lot of rich people, could afford to go to that game so they go to that game and they're not with their families maybe some of them are but a lot of them go with the boys and it's a big super bowl trip well the traffickers know that so the traffickers bring their livestock to the sale and when you have that many wealthy people in one place that do nefarious things it becomes pretty easy to sell your livestock and so that's why it's so uh, prevalent during the super bowl and of course that week lasts it's not just the game you know, you got to travel in. There's all the festivities that, that people get to go to the game and see. They have all the, the attractions that draw people for a couple extra days. And unfortunately, again, the bad guys know this. It was, it was uh, evident here during uh, the NFL draft in Nashville a couple of years ago. Oh, my goodness. We had half a million people. But I give the credit to Homeland Security, the TBI, the FBI, and Metro Nashville because they put a geofence over the whole city. And you weren't going to you weren't going to order kids online in Nashville during that week. They put the mm-hmm. clams down. And they did a phenomenal job of protecting the innocent. I, I'm fairly certain that uh, that they use the same technology during the Super Bowl now, and the numbers are down. Um, but the fact of the matter is, it's still the number one day that it occurs in the U.S. Wow, what uh, what percentage of these victims are what again from 30,000 feet I hear I watch movies TV and you see these situations where kids are grabbed off the street stuck in a car stuck in a van and taken wherever is that the way it is with most of the victims no not at all runaways have a lot to do with it okay runaways um sadly the families pimp their own children Oh, my goodness. That's very big in East Tennessee. In very rural areas, uh, they'll, they'll pimp their own children for meth. They'll pimp their own children for rent money. Um, and they create their own little enterprises. Um, you do have kidnappings. You do have groomings. You do have, you have boyfriends that are pimping their girlfriends in high school. Um, and, of course, the grooming that takes place happens online. And a lot of the games and social media and the chat rooms. And then there's a setup and there are kidnappings. I mean, I, the majority of what I do daily is share missing children. 
Wow. And from all over the country, um, there's no area that's more prevalent than the others. Some of the numbers are a little higher in like uh, uh, Florida. There's some areas that are pretty high. Of course, Houston is pretty high. Um, Michigan is very high. But if you look at our numbers in Tennessee, so 600 children run away every month in Tennessee. Wow. 10% of those victims, 10% of those children fall victim to trafficking. That's 720 new victims every year. And that's just based on the runaways. And you have to remember when they talk statistics, we only talk about the statistics that we can prove. Right. right. The reports that have come into the hotlines or the investigations that have been successful, uh, the busts that have went down, you know, under the former administration, we had an enormous impact on human trafficking in the, state, in the United States. Uh, the task force on human trafficking was amazing. Run out of the, uh, run out of the White House uh, during 45's reign. And then eventually uh, he lost that, and that task force got shut down immediately, so the numbers went back up. Now, here's a statistic that a lot of people want to talk about is the border. Okay, yes. Okay, so from 2018, March, to 2020, March, there were 14,752 unaccompanied minors that came across the border. 2020 to 2022, there were 185,000 unaccompanied minors that came across the border. Now, that's what we counted. Yeah. Okay, you look at that increase yep. from 14,000 to 185,000. Now, here's the real kicker. 83% of the children trafficked in the United States of America are American children. Wow. Everybody wants to think it's those kids coming across the border. Exactly. It's not. It's part of it, but it's our children that are being trafficked in the land of the free. Wow. Every day, every two minutes, a child is sold for sex in the United States. So you have opened my eyes, maybe others, to this reality. And again, I, what I know and see is movies and TV, but this is within a family, somebody selling their family member out. Uh, <clears throat> kids that run away to get away from their home situation. Uh, I saw a documentary, you more familiar with that than I am, with these kind of things, but one girl was interviewed and she said, yes, I chose this life. She would rather have that lifestyle than her home lifestyle, uh -huh. which is just heartbreaking. Absolutely. She would, she would choose that lifestyle instead of mom and dad and siblings at home. Uh, it, it, wow. Oh my goodness. This, this is a problem. This is deep. This is very, very deep. It's and it's not, not, this is another key before we, you know, I know time is short, but we don't want to, you know, everybody talked about the Epstein list, the Epstein list, the Epstein list, right? All mm -hmm. that was, was a distraction. Forget it. There's nobody that was on that Island has ever been on that Island is ever going to be prosecuted is ever going to be talked about, but it's, Less than goodness gracious, give me six zero a point a decimal point six zeros and a one before you get close to that even being remotely part of the problem. Okay. The elite and and you know Pizzagate and Epstein and Hollywood, yeah, there's a lot of bad out there. But like I said before, this is happening in little towns like Hohenwald, Tennessee. And for your listeners, if you don't know where Hohenwald is, you got if you blink, you missed it. 
but it's happened right. in places like that. And, um, of course, the big cities. I, Tennessee's prevalent because of our highway system. You know, it's why the drug trade goes through here so well. I-40, I-65, I-75, north-south, 36 states in eight and a half hours anywhere you want to go. Um, it's real easy to traffic through Tennessee. And that's the ones that are passing through, not counting the ones that are stationary. Just working the Tennessee circuit. So these children, for the most part, are somehow in some kind of vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, dis- disguised, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, and some, because they could stand out and taken wherever, as you as you said, wherever they're needed. Um, right. You had a had a term for that. I can't remember it right now, but um, the uh, wow, fifteen passenger church vans work real good when you got a bunch okay. of children in it. Ain't nobody looking at that on the highway. It's oh like a bunch goodness. of kids going to a, to a retreat. Wow. Um, what do you see? Here we are at 2024. Next couple is this, this going to continue to get worse? Do you, are you seeing it's any? It's going to get a lot worse. Okay. Uh, anything it's in particular? Get a lot worse. Uh, well, here's, here's the reason. So if I sell a bag of dope and this was said in the movie, so I'm, I'm quoting the movie, but I add a little bit to it. If I sell a bag of dope, I've got to buy more dope. Right? Yeah. Right. If I sell an hour's worth of sex with a child, I got nine more times that day I'm going to use that child. Wow. So 10 times a day that child's being raped for 150 oh $250, $300 a pop. And then the next day I do it all over again with that same commodity. So the return on investment is much greater by moving from the drug trade into the sex trade because you could continue to use your product over and over. Now, this is what I add to it. If that child that now has been in your stable for 10 or 11 or 12 years still has the capacity to produce children, you just made yourself another product. Oh, my goodness. That's the harsh evil of it. Wow. This is the darkest times. There, mm-hmm. I mean, I say that I wasn't around for the flood, but I heard it was pretty bad. But it is, uh, it's the most vile, evil thing that I've seen in my 48 years. Um, I didn't even know about it until 2016 and God opened my eyes to it. Mm-hmm. And I've been in it ever since and I'll be in it until they put me in the ground. I believe it. Because it's one, I hear them all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I can't stop. And the people that work with us can't stop uh, because it matters so much. And there's nothing better than the sound of liberating slaves. My first one happened in Iquitos, Peru. And when I heard that, I'm getting yanked out the door by the cops because I'm undercover. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can hear those kids in the back laughing. And that was it. That was it because they knew they weren't going to be in that situation anymore. They were getting ready to go be free and not have to do that stuff anymore. Wow. 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 What, um, individuals, what, what can we do? What, how, how can we help Aaron and others in the, what you're, what you're working well, on? The number one toward? thing, the number one thing that people out there in the world can do is they can get educated. Okay. Okay. Um, if you go to Homeland Security's website, if you go to Tennessee Bureau of Investigations website, 
and you type in signs of trafficking, the Polaris Project, you go there, signs of trafficking, and then you can see what to look for, all right? And then it will, it will open your eyes when you're at the mall. It will open your eyes when you're at Target or Walmart or at the gas station. Um, getting educated is number one. Number two is getting in your children's lives. It's very important. Um, the tablet and the phone are not the babysitter. Right. The bad guys know you rely on it to be the babysitter, so they exploit it. In five minutes, I could create a profile on Facebook as a 14-year-old girl, and I could be that 14-year-old girl, and I'm not some super tech-savvy guy. And whenever I sign into a game, I just use my Facebook profile to sign in, and when I'm in there, I'm a 14-year-old girl in a chat room and I'm watching because I'm, I'm studied up on how to read people if I'm the bad guy. And I see the ones that stick out that seem like they're introverts or seem like they're a little shy or they have this and I strike up conversations and I may have that conversation for six months becoming friends with this innocent person on the other side that thinks I'm a 14 year old girl, but I can run 10 or 12 of those at one time. Right? So I'm building up my, my, takedown list of what I'm going to take down and, and kidnap. And then I suggest a play date. And I say, Hey, let's meet at the park. My mom will come. You can bring your mom. We can all meet. I really want to meet you and, and become a friend for real. And then you show up at the park. And the first thing when mom sits down on the bench that she does is she sticks her nose in the phone. The yeah. bad guys count on it. Yeah. And when the bad guys see that now Sally's gone because she, mother wasn't paying attention. The horror of that is that mother has to live with that forever. But if you're ahead of it, you can stop it. We have a, in my security firm, we have a, a, a quote that we stole from a book called Left of Bang. And it's Left of Bang. Meaning in the Marine Corps, they talk about being left of bang. Means you're ahead of the explosion before it ever happens. Mm -hmm. You have prevented it. You know the signs, you know everything coming up to it so that you can prevent it from happening. So it's the same thing in this fight. Be left a bang. Be in your children's lives. I have a monster son that's 21 years old. I'm in his life every day. Excellent. When he's at college, I'm in his life. I'm not yeah. hovering over him, but I've taught him from a very young age that the world is an evil place. There's a lot of good people in it, but there's a lot of bad people in it. And to always keep the head on the swivel. And... The parents need to be that way. Nothing bothers me more than watching parents just let their kids run amok all over the place. And the next thing you know, they don't know where their child is. And they may just be lost in the, in the Kmart or the Walmart, excuse me. I went back a little bit. They may just be lost in Walmart or they may be gone. And uh, if you do see something, say something. There you go. There's nothing wrong with being wrong. We had a woman in Brentwood that saved a child's life that was being trafficked from Texas to Louisville. <clears throat> she saw something. It didn't look right. She talked to the girl. The girl told her she was in trouble while the man was away from her. She called Brentwood PD, and within three minutes, that guy was hooked up, and that girl was going home because that brave woman saw something and said something. Fantastic. Wow. So that's what you can do, and you can come to the Mission America page, and you can get involved. If you need help, you can come to the Mission America page and you can request help. Um, it's www.missionamericafoundation.com. And then all the socials are there. Follow us and see what we're doing. 
follow us and pray for us when we're out there and um, learn learn what you can and, and share what you, you can. And if you want to be a, a volunteer, you want to be part of the team, fill out the uh, fill out the, uh, the box there that says get involved and let me know how you want to get involved. Fantastic. Aaron, thank you so much. Anything else we may have not touched on that you'd like to um, to leave us with? Uh, you have certainly opened up my eyes and maybe a lot more to what the the, the reality really really hurts. Uh, we just I we just again me. It's, it's the bad guys overseas and they come over here and grab people and I mean we we're we're a part of it. We're right here. Uh, these are our people, our neighbors. Uh, wow. Very Every scary. one of us knows somebody. Every mm-hmm. one of us knows somebody. Um, heck, we even had a guy he took it, taken out of our gym that was guilty of nefarious acts not too long ago. Wow. And when he's finally revealed in the press, it'll blow everybody's mind because he's a Christian life coach and he's an, a serial entrepreneur. He's a motivational speaker and he should be under the jail. Wow. And he will be when they finally can prosecute because the evidence is so much that's taken this long to get him ready to go. It's been put before the DA and we'll see where it goes. But when it happens, there are a lot of people that know this person and it's going to be real surprising. Um, so we rejoice in the victories. We rejoice in the, in the rescues. And I guess I'll leave you with your audience with, um, if you're going to pray, pray for the victims. Mm-hmm. And then when you're done with that, if you don't mind, pray for every single human being in the world that fights this fight. Wow. And it's a bunch. Because it's heavy. Yeah, it is. It is a heavy fight. Aaron, appreciate so much your commitment to this. Uh, from talking to you now and seeing you in person, I, I, the passion you have for this is out of sight. And uh, I love it. We need, need more of you. Uh and I'll take a million of them. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, I, I believe you've given everyone how to get to you, but once again, just remind them of, of websites or uh, social yep. media. Um, it's uh, www.missionamericafoundation.com, and all the socials are there, X, uh, Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> I had to put them all on there so I didn't have to remember. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Well, thank you, my friend. Appreciate your time today. And uh, again, appreciate all you're doing for, for so many folks. Appreciate you. Well, Carrie, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Everyday People, Extraordinary Lives. This is your host, Carrie Stiles. Until the next time, keep being extraordinary.